Kingdom and welcome to episode 5 of the Super Classic Midwest Sports Podcast. We are coming to you live and direct from the Man Cave. I'm your host, Disney Dizzle, and as always, I'm here with my awesome co-host and my good high school friend of mine, the Doc himself, the Hype Man. Doc, sir, how are you on this fine Saturday evening, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, brother. And yourself? Oh, man, can't complain, can't complain. Uh, I'll tell you what, I just, just watched KU lose there and a nail-biter to TCU on that last second uh, last second kick. Man, that was a great game. Yeah, heartbreaker, heartbreaker, you know, but it was great to see them win last week, I tell you what. Yep, I know we said we were going to save that for the end of the podcast, but I can't help myself. <laughs> that was such a great game, dude. It was. Yeah, hey, salute to that. S- salute. <laughs> Longhorns down. Yes, yeah. exactly. Long time coming. It's been a long time since we've been in Texas. So. Man, that was such a great game. They played good today, too, but, yeah. you know. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. But hey, you know what? Um, it's it's a good day in America. I think uh, before we get started here, we'll we'll start off with our our PC apology um, for for those of you who are listening that are easily offended and might not like some of the things we say. Um, we got an email for that. If you don't like anything that yeah. we say or we offend you, yeah, yeah, um, feel free to send any complaints to uh, we don't care at yahoo.com and uh, care is spelled with a k so um, but hey we apologize for up front if we say things that might be offending anyone i know i know today's episode is going to be a bit different so yeah it's gonna be very different yeah i think before we get into that though uh did totally got to do a shout out to to baker time last week and our first guest on the show was that yeah. awesome or what that, that was that was awesome I'm, that was that was really good, uh, Baker. We really thank you for that for your time. Dude, he is, yeah. That was that was good. He, he was he's a great guest, and and I'll tell you what, uh, if you ever get the chance to hear him announce a hockey game, he he's phenomenal. Like NBC should, Sports should uh, hire him <laughs> and my buddy Hodges right now. Is he better than Doc? Uh, dude, I'll tell you what, those two, uh, you put them in a booth and and let them just go to work and do what they it's do. It's over. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, hey, thank you, Baker Time. Uh, ratings are at all-time high because you're on the show, and uh, can't wait to have you back. Yep, and if, if you want to be a guest to the show or just come up and hang out and see a live show in action, yeah, uh, please shoot us directly on social media, or you can send us an email at newsports35 at yahoo.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to free, feel free to email us if you want to send some donations or money. I mean, we don't have any, and... We're basically uh, working up here in the man cave on limited budgets. So send, send some money too. We'll take it. Yep. You know? But um, uh, before we get going into this week's episode, uh, Baker Time mentioned something after last week's episode that I thought was worth mentioning, and that that was uh, in regard to who would you slap? You know? Well, yeah. And we're after our hockey game of the night. He's like, you know, they they should slap uh, whoever whoever. Whoever's idea was to make all those Baker Mayfield commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, that's right. That guy should totally be slapped. And you know what's funny is that Baker Mayfield now that he he he's hurting so bad right now. Um, oh yeah, he's banged up. Yeah. Shoulder, ankle, ego, ribs, y- you name it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. Uh, well, he doesn't have he doesn't have Odell anymore. So no. Yeah. Cheers um, to. Sorry that you left. I read a good article about how bad Baker Mayfield was the other day and, and how it's time for Cleveland just to move on. It's like, I yeah, guess, yeah, they need yeah. to move on with 
they definitely move on from Baker Mayfield. Well, I, the article, this author had a great point. It's like, you know what? He does have to have the perfect coach, the right play calling, a good defense, you know, stars around him for him to even just go win a game in the playoff. You know, it's funny, though, about, about Cleveland, though. They've got the talent. they got a good team. I mean, they you do. got Jarvis Landry, you've got Miles Garrett, you've Dude, got. They're stacked all the way around. They're stacked. Yeah. You know, when I saw them in week one with the Chiefs, when I went to Arrowhead and watched them play the Chiefs, I'm, I was impressed with them. I was like, man, mm-hmm. that was a good, hard fought win by the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, and now all of a sudden, they just fell apart. And Baker played good against the Chiefs up until the interception at the end of the game, so I'm not going to give him, discredit him on that. But all in all, he's had a pretty bad season. He has. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, all right, this week's episode, it's going to be a little different. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to cover one sort of talk, topic theory in general, and I'll, I'll probably talk more than usual, so I apologize for that. But, you know, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I've been listening to a lot of mafia podcasts, and uh, they had a, a mob, a former mafia member uh, who goes around talking to all, like, various NFL professional teams. He's good friends with Nick Saban. He was just down in Alabama. You know, we, you listened to it with me. Yeah. And uh, he, he talks to the athletes about, you know, uh, getting approached by, you know, mom member, members trying to pay them to uh, influence, you know, the outcome of a game. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. You know, this guy says that uh, he, he thinks one in five college games are being influenced by the mob to some degree. And... I thought that was that was pretty telling right there. Um, the other thing, you know, too, that I think we're going to cover a little bit mm-hmm. is just sort of sports conspiracy theories in general. Uh, working under the guise of like asking ourselves, you know, how much of sports is legit? Like, how much of what we are watching is real versus what? How much of this is is sort of predetermined by? You know, forces outside of our control, like you know, mob figures and owners and all that. Um, so, so that's what we got on agenda for today. Yeah, you know, and we've done we've done some research on this and kind of kind of got find some interesting things. But I don't know. I think one the, the idea of one in five college games being manipulated. I mean, to some degree, that's that's far out. No, I agree one hundred percent. And it's like, how how does that even happen? You know, and and uh, well, and, and what do we mean by manipulated? It's not like these games are being thrown. You know, it's not like you got these guys that are out there, they're like going to come in and, and change the way the outcome of the game. But what they want to do is they want to change and make sure that no one covers the spread. And, and, and that's where the money is. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter the outcome of the game, but if the spread isn't covered, that's, that's, that's where the, the money's at. So, yeah. You know, and what's funny is I was talking to a, a good friend of ours, good friend of the show. Uh, and uh, earlier this morning, and we were talking about the Michigan State Ohio State game, and he's like, he's like, wasn't much of a game. Well, it wasn't, but before the game started, it was a, I think it was Ohio State plus nineteen, which means that they, they have to they win covered by. the spread on that. And dude. they, I'm like, and and he was like, a buddy of ours, he was like, dude, that's a bad bet. I was like, yeah, that's a terrible. I was like, that's a bad bet, but it also could, could be a good bet. And he asked me, he's like, why is the spread that high? And I told him, I was like. Well, Michigan State, Michigan State did just get popped by Michigan a couple weeks ago, so that's probably why. Yeah. And plus, the game was in the horseshoe in Columbus, mm-hmm. so that's another reason why I think the uh, spread was as high it was. Well, all right, too. We we know what's going on with the playoffs coming up, and how you know the media and the TV channels like to kind of tell us a story. You know what I mean? They want to tell us a tale that people are going to buy into and want to watch. 
I mean, we all know we don't want to see the Patriots in another Super Bowl. We're tired of we're tired of that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and 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 so that's how I guess we could say the NFL is probably only rigged to a degree because how in the world does Patriots go to so many damn Super Bowls? But yeah. Um. Anyways, you know, I, I guess what happens though is these guys approach the players and. Um, like the college and at the collegiate level, the mob guys approach the players with cash money. You know, hey, here's two grand. You know, I don't want you to blow the game, but you know, if you guys already got the game won, miss these free throws. You know, at the end, or yeah, you know, hey, don't hit that pass if you know if you've already won the game. You know, things like that. And to young, young, young kids, like that, yeah, it's easy to influence. So, and then I guess too uh, at the professional level. What they do is they give the, the the theory is they give some of the players and the refs money, cash money at the beginning, you know. They get these guys through, you know, drug drug debts or gambling debts or whatever. And uh I think the owners are in on it too, to a degree. And they give them cash money at the beginning of the game and then hey, they don't cover the spread. The booker bookie and the the mob guys win all their money and then they give some some of that back, evidently to the players and the guys that were in on it. Right. So they're saying, man, some guys, you know, you get three hundred grand up front to to influence a game, maybe a call here in the third quarter, call here in the fourth quarter. Right. We've all seen games where we've seen the the whole vibe of the game or the outcome get changed. Right. You know, and then a perfect example like that, you know, is like the referee in the NBA, uh, Tim Tim uh, oh. Tim Tim Nagy. Oh, oh, Don, you know? Donnie. Donnie. Uh, Donnie. Yeah. He he was he's also. I mean, back in you know two thousand. 2006, he was started, you know, or 2005. The NBA ref who was calling, fix, who was blowing the games. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I, I actually read about him when I was looking this up. He got caught because he had bet on the games he was officiating. Officiating, yeah. And the FBI was watching him. Yeah, and then, because uh, he got busted after the 2007 game, after the 2007 season. Yeah. And then in 08, he was sentenced to a federal prison. He's out now. And pleading yeah. guilty to conspiracy engaged with wire fraud. Yeah. Um, and also transmitting bet and information through interstate commerce and the tips for playoff for playoff schemes. But, yeah, he's been set free, but now he's providing, you know, what he's doing now, he's just he's providing betting tips for gamblers. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know? he's working with the mob still. Yeah. Um, so. What he was doing, though, is exactly what I'm talking about. He was making calls late in, later in the game, not at the crucial point, but, like, he knew when to make a call that would that would influence the game. Right. And I'm telling you, dude, I, I know I've we've seen this in tons of games, and I'm still thinking of, like, that playoff game, Saints and the Rams. You know what I mean? Where they get the the phantom uh, no call, no call on the passing interference. Yeah. You know? uh, what Rams went to the Super Bowl after that? Yeah. Yeah. Blew the Saints season. Yep. And I and remember that game. If we recall, I think there was a lot of fires in California that year. Yep. LA's got a new stadium. Yeah. People aren't coming to the games because they've moved out for the fires. Who knows? I mean, yeah, you and know? I mean, that's, let's, that's let's a go, theory, man. Yeah, let's go back to Katrina when the Saints. Katrina happened in... Dude, great point. You know, the Absolutely. same year. Like, this is always a... I mean, I you and I have talked about this numerous times, you yeah. know, and this is my theory is every time there's a natural disaster happens in that city or in, you know, the town, the team that... Or say, I'm sorry. They... That team... They miraculous have a great playoff run. Exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. I, I think what you just mentioned there with, with uh, Hurricane Trina was is a great point. Because how, how coincidental. Of course, Drew was ready for a Super Bowl. Yep. The city of New Orleans needed it. 
and no one cared if the Saints won it. Exactly. Know? I mean, we it was great for them. Right. But you know, you know same. I'm going back to those L.A. fires though. All right, think about it. Rams mm-hmm. go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Call. All right, Niners Super Bowl. Dodgers they go to the World Series. What two times in a row? Lakers win it all. You know everything they could do to pump money into California. Yep. That's know. a true story. I, I mean, I totally agree on that. I mean, that's hurricanes in Florida. No one wants to live in Florida now. All of a sudden, Lightning win. They win two uh, Stanley Cups. Two Stanley Cups. Bucks win the Super Bowl. Tampa Rays lose the World Series to the Dodgers. You know what I mean? It's it's. It, I don't know. Yep. Interesting theory. Yep. It's a very interesting theory, and that's kind of like that's kind of like my theory with NBA with the NCAA this year because Coach K, you know, is going to retire at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, and that's. And his grandson just got pulled over for DWI. Yeah, so so that, now it's like, anyway. oh, there's another coincidence thing that Duke's probably going to win the national championship. They're going to find a way where Duke <sighs> is going to win the national championship because yeah. it's Coach K's last year. Yeah. I hate to say that because I'm not a Duke fan. I do respect Coach K. I do love the guy, great coach, but I just don't like Duke. Yeah, you know. And as a KU fans, like we are, I think KU's got to have the best team. But for some reason, the NCAA is going to find a way uh, to get Duke into the national championship game. Man, I'm not. I'm. You know, you said it first right here. So yeah. I mean, obviously, we're pulling for KU all the way. Yeah. As long as Missouri doesn't win it, I'm okay. But um, you know, dude, I, that that'll probably happen. I I want, <laughs> that'll probably happen. So that's, you said that. that's funny you're talking about Missouri. You know, and that well, this was cracks me up. And I know I'm kind of getting off subject here, but. This week, Missouri played UMKC, yeah. University of Kansas City, Missouri, yeah. in Columbia, yeah, go and UMKC. got beat. Oh, they lost today? They lost to UMKC. Dude, I'll cheers. cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, that was Missouri. hilarious. And then, um, I think the, like, the night before, I know they lost two. They lost to another really bad team. I can't remember who it was. Uh but they lost to UMKC, and I thought that was hilarious. So then I go on StubHub today, because so I was just kind of curious to see what's going to cost for KU Missouri tickets. Oh, they'll be $180. And that's even, in, like, nosebleed. I figured it'd be more than that. I'm like, gee, many Christmas, I'm not spending $180, hey, for, when, for example, when, for the Chiefs game tomorrow. When is that game? Uh, it is December. Oh, it's all right. We, it's I think right. it's December, like, it's, it's, in, it's in December. I think it's the 18th. All right. You know, all right. So another thing that I was that I found uh, in my my conspiracy theory research was, you know, I can't help and I thought about this even before I read it. So it was interesting. I can't help but notice how we've seen more close games in the NFL on a Sunday night, a Monday night, Thursday night than ever before. Yep. Every, I mean, they, if the game can come down to the last second, it's going to, and we've seen that more than ever. And we're thinking like. Baker Time mentioned this last week about, you know, all the gambling web, you know, the gambling supporters now of the NFL. What 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 is the benefit of a game coming down to the wire? Well, all right, if the theory is that the mob is in this and they're giving kickbacks to the owners and the refs to blow games because evidently a hundred billion dollars is spent just gambling on NFL games alone. Um, if a game comes down to the wire, they get more viewers because the TV the TV uh, networks are evidently in cahoots with the NFL. So that's another thing. And they're all in a mob. They're all part of one big thing, in theory. 
Right. All right, game comes down the wire. More people watch it. More viewers stay tuned to the end of the game. That means more commercials are played and the sponsors get their money. People see that. All right, so the sponsors are happy. The networks are happy. They got the viewers. And if the game comes down to the wire, the spread is probably not covered. Boom. So now the mobsters are happy. They kick back money to the owners and everyone else. It's all cash money. Everyone's happy. So, I don't know. I thought I thought that was interesting and I'm like, you know, that actually that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well how how come we're not seeing more of this? More stories and reports about this. Well, uh, evidently, if you're an author or someone that wants to expose the mob or their influence in sports, uh, bad things happen to you. What a surprise. Yeah. You know, what I don't understand with, like, why is it every year, every year, college football playoffs, they always have a stack where it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oregon. Or, you know, like, you need to award those smaller colleges. Notre you know? Dame. For example, Cincinnati this year, the number five in the nation. They're undefeated. You gotta give Cincinnati some props. I know their strength of schedule is not, not very good. And I understand they, that, they, but they beat SMU today. Yeah, and they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, they did. When Notre Dame was ranked in the top yeah, fifteen, and Notre Dame hasn't lost since. Yes, I, dude, I'm I'm pulling for Cincinnati all the way. Go, I am too. Go Bearcats. I, I am too. You know, I mean, I'm actually excited to see them come to the Big Twelve because I am too. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm 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 happy to see that too, but. Evidently, though, if you try to come out and do a news report or a book or something about the mob and their influence in sports, uh, you go missing or you end up dead or bad things happen about you. Uh, th- I read a guy in, uh, who in 1990 knew of 50 in- investigators who'd gone dead or missing that were trying to expose the, uh, the NFL and the mob. And uh, basically the NFL gets in on this too, and they'll attack anyone who wants to try to try to come forward. The TV networks are in on this, so they're not going to expose it or do any sort of news coverage on it. Um, and and you think about the movie Concussion, you know? Uh, did you ever see that movie? I didn't really. No, I haven't really seen that one. Yet. Of course you didn't. You know why? Because the NFL doesn't want you to see it. Because it makes them look bad. CTE is real. Yeah. That movie, if you've seen, I highly recommend everyone out here to watch it. Will Smith did a great job. Uh, go and research that actual doctor. That guy is like a true man of integrity. Right. Um, that that movie's never on TV. It's a great movie, but it's it's a sad story because it shows that NFL knows players are getting CTE and they're not doing anything about it, and they're actually trying to hush hush and cover it up. Well, didn't you say that? Didn't we still, both of us kind of mention, like, kind of think that that's how, well, that's what happened to Lawrence Phillips. Why he hung ended himself up, ended up dead. Yeah, and CTE? same way with. Uh, oh, absolutely. Aaron Hernandez? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had horrible CTE. All right. Dude, we're totally going to do an episode on CTE. That, that's a whole no, other topic we, we will. for another day. We, yeah. we definitely will. I, I, I've been doing <laughs> – I got CTE uh, you got conspiracy CTE. <laughs> theories for days. Yeah. I, I think players with CTE, the NFL turns their back on them. They're not allowed to come to the games. You don't see them on TV. The networks don't want them in there. Like, you'll never see anyone who's got totally – who's totally – Got brain damage. Right. Um, they're not coming to games. But anyways, I don't know. So they say, too, you know, if, if you know, if official has a, you know, blows a game, well, you know, he's just human. You know, it's just a mistake. Right. You know? and, they, they, and they're never going to come out and admit it. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
But kind of interesting theory. No one, no one will ever really know. I mean, it's not like it's not like they're gonna they're gonna come out and uh, be honest. Say and yeah, the mobs involved in sports, but who knows? Maybe what we're talking about is true. I know we've seen a lot of games with a lot of very questionable calls. Yeah. It's like, what in the world was that? Yep, I agree 100%. So maybe, I know we've maybe, seen it all. Maybe the mob's behind it. Yep. I don't know. Either way, if, if the owners are all affiliated with mobs and they're all shaking hands and oh, they have to, they're yeah. all paying each other, I mean, money makes the world go round. Yep, agreed. Goodell so. also said he wants to make the, the NFL wants to make a billion dollars more a year. It's like, that's ridiculous. Well, but, you're already doing that with adding games in, New, in London. True. But if you got $100 billion in betting going on and I don't know but all right moving on uh we haven't done a Mahomes moment in a while we have not and I think I think it's good this would be a good week for one yeah. I, know, I know I got my Mahomes moment you got a Mahomes moment Dizzle I do uh I'm just trying to get the computer kind of what are you looking up um I was looking up the, our next segment stuff oh all right uh, well so you go ahead and start with yours. Mama Holmes moment it was was uh, that fifth touchdown pass he had on Sunday. I oh, mean, you know when it's like, hey man, we're just gonna go ahead and make number five here. It's like, dude, why not? You know that I was like, hey Patty, I love you, bro. I hope he gets five. I hope he gets five tomorrow. He so. Mahomes looked Mahomes looked very comfortable and very back to his old self yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. You know, like like Travis Kelsey said in the. In the post game on Sunday night, we got our swagger back. Yeah, well, you know, so I, Baker Time mentioned the theory about the NFL wanting the story to be. Now everyone knows the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. They they start bad and then they get you know and they have a good triumphant end and and he you know and he's like I think they're doing this so that they can make the Monday night game against the Giants seem more appealing than it is and make it more important. I'm like, man, I, I, I'm telling you, I, Baker Tyre, he is a genius. He is. He really is. He is. He, and you know what? He's actually a six-time champion. I did not realize that. Well, so not only is he a winner, he's 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 obviously genius. Yeah, right. You know, so, what? what's crazy is that Mahomes has had – Mahomes. what's crazy is that Mahomes has had six games where he's thrown over 400 yards passing. Yeah. In his career so far. And that's just amazing. So I know that moment he went over 400 on – on Sunday was was nice. Yeah, you know, but the most impressive one too, though, besides Sunday, uh, was the the game in uh, Saint uh, when they played the Rams, where he went off for four hundred and seventy eight yards passing and had six oh, touchdowns. That's beautiful. Yeah, I know, I know they lost, but that was still a very, very, very impressive uh, ball game. Did we for, lose that game? I don't even remember that part. That was, I think that that was the reason. That was a game that got moved from Mexico back to L.A. Oh yeah. Because the field was so bad, because the field wasn't not conditioned enough. Man, you want to talk about mafia's influence in, in sports? That first game played in Mexico, it was like the Raiders versus I don't know maybe the Rams or someone. And uh, actually, it was the Raiders and Texans. That dude, if you could game. go back and watch that game, there were so many horrible calls. It it was it was like what is this? Yeah. Remember they called a guy out of bounds and you watched the replay and they only showed it once. He was like he was in bounds by like two feet. Yeah. I was like what in the world is that? Right. So yeah, I don't my, know. Whatever. Yeah, my Mahomes moment is just the fact that he went over four hundred yards and he's back to his old self, you know. Oh. And at, at that at the beginning of the game or after he went to that after he threw that, you know, went over four hundred. I was thinking to myself, did Hunt's catch up give him a 
another deal that we don't know about. I don't know. Oh, was he excited about Waterburger opening up this week in Lee Summit? Well, I know. I'm excited about it. <laughs> I know I am, too. I'm excited to go and check it out. <laughs> Thank myself. you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. You know what? I hope you guys... And that, and that leads into our next segment here. What are you thankful for? You know, it's, it's Thanksgiving week, and Thanksgiving's uh, yeah. coming up all us, yeah, you know? It is Thanksgiving. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for a couple things. Um, I guess I'll start with... Uh, the people in my heart right here. Okay, you know, so don't you get a bag of tissues? Or? No, but I'm definitely thankful for, <laughs> for Jesus Christ and, and yes. Bill Self yep. and, and Patrick Mahomes and, and Salvador Perez. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for all those those people. Yeah, I am too. I was, gonna, I was, gonna, I was getting ready to actually find some tissues in here because I think you are about to shed a tear there when you said that. Well, I, they just, they're very dear to me. Yeah, so. no, I understand that. I... Yeah. I I'm thankful for, of course, you know, my family. Family always, you know, people get around and yeah. eat turkey, and I'm thankful for football on Thursdays. I'm thankful for you too, brother. You know? So, yeah. yeah. I, That's right. Family first, man. Family first, yes. Um, I'm thankful for, you know, just, you know, I'm thankful for, I've got a great girlfriend, got awesome podcasts going on, got an awesome co-host. Yeah. Dude, I'm thankful for... Uh, Mitch, Mitch Heinrich letting me use his YouTube TV so I can record the Chiefs games when, I, when I'm at hockey. That That is something I'm very thankful for. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely thankful. I may have to watch them live since I'm Dude, on TV. But being able to record a game and watch it later is that's like a, just a great gift. I do that. I do that all the time on Sundays. I, I'll tape the, K, I, I ta- I'll, I tape the Chiefs game. I'll watch it the next day. Uh, KU games, same way I'll. I'll tape it so I can watch it the next days because most of the time I'm, you know, you're out and about or whatever. So I know, it sucks. It's like why can't we, and we don't even have kids? Thank goodness. Yeah. Right, why can't we just watch sports when we want without being interrupted? Yep. Um, dude, you know what I was thinking? I want to. I do want to comment on though on that the Chiefs being back on track. Uh, how great was that fake punt? last week oh dude that was insane oh did you expect gosh. that dude i was i did not i like jumped out of the couch that was that was awesome yeah great great coaching yeah and great execution oh dude yeah like T- tommy townsend had i mean it was just perfectly placed yeah I, I love tommy townsend i i think he's a great kicker i do too i do too yeah let's yeah. jump on and uh, come on man for this week, uh, yeah. What, what you got, man? I, or props to that guy. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. We haven't gone that far yet. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Not there's. Yeah, you mentioned this for the show, definitely. Right? Yeah, you know this. What I didn't mention this before the show. You know, I gotta give props to Jared Casey. Jared Casey, yes. You know the freshman walk on from the University of Kansas, man. What a game. Mm-hmm. You know you're. You know he. It was just amazing when he goes. He got an endorsement deal. Yeah, he did. He signed with Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah. Uh, Dude, they need they need to get that stupid song off their commercial. <laughs> it's still popular. I know I hate that song. But if if no one knows who Jared Casey is, he's a walk on freshman from the University of Kansas from Plain, a small town called Plainville, Kansas. Yep. yep. Population of seventeen hundred. It's one of those. Should go there sometime. It's one of those towns like we're from where you blink and you miss it. They have one traffic light. Mm-hmm. Uh, KU kid when he born and raised a KU family uh, went down and what happened was he went down and. KU went down and scored, and it was down one. They were debating either to kick the field goal or go for two. Uh, I said kick the field goal. I said go for two. <laughs> oh, I, I, like, said, I said the whole time. I went, to, I went to my girlfriend. I'm like, we're going for two. You nah, have said, to. You have nothing to lose. Point. Let's go. So uh, Jared Dan- Jalen Daniels, the quarterback, found found Casey in the, in the end zone wide open. 
He's a fullback, found him in the end zone, caught it. KU beat Texas for the first time. First road win for the Jayhawks in 56 games. Yeah, going great. back to 2008 when KU won one of the most prestigious trophies in college football, and that is the Orange Bowl. And we were three points away from a, you know, another another road victory. Today. And you're probably going to see uh, Jared Casey on ESPN tomorrow morning. He made a really great one-handed catch in the game today. Yeah, he did. You know what? Give that kid a scholarship. Yes, sir. Hey, you know what? One more thing I would like to mention that I thought was interesting. The NFL is technically considered a nonprofit organization because they split all their profit equally amongst the uh, teams. Interesting. Yeah, so even though Goodell makes $122 a minute, they're technically a nonprofit organization. Interesting. Yeah, dude, that's sickening. It is. And you know what I say to that? Come on, man. Come on, man. Dude, the NFL, too, there's actually no one that they're, like, because they're their own entity and business, like, no one oversees it. They control everything from, like, the the drug testing and all. Yeah. Yeah, and they're really good at keeping things hush-hush. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah, and that that kind of brings us right into our Come On Man segment. Yeah. Well. Who you got this week, Don? Uh, psh, my Come On Man? Well, I just got done watching uh, Adrian Martinez throw two horrible interceptions that cost Nebraska the game against Wisconsin. Uh, there wasn't a single Cornhusker in sight. Um, come on, man. Just I seem like that's like the third time back. that he's been your Come On Man. Please don't come back next year. <laughs> They're like, he's hurt. Yeah, well, let's pull him. So, yep, exactly. I don't know. That's all we got for you guys. Um, I think, uh, Davis, you want to you do our, our exit? No, well, I had two commandments, but. Oh, you fine. had two more? Oh, yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I thought you were done. No, I, my commandments this week were uh, was going to be uh, Jalen Howard uh, from the University of Michigan. He's a University of Michigan basketball coach. Uh, Seton Hall came into town in Ann Arbor and stunned the number four ranked team in the nation. Yeah, dude, I, I had to look twice. That I was, was like, did that really happen? Yeah, I thought was, it was women's basketball. <laughs> no, that was that was pretty cool. And then my second one was I thought George Mason the next night came into came into College Park, Maryland, and got into the X Affinity Center and beat Mark Turgeon and the Maryland Terrapins. So uh, before we close here, man, well, let's get some let's get some game picks for Mark. Well, what do you got? think of the Chiefs and Cowboys? Oh, oh, I, Chiefs got that for sure. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, what's your key? What's your key to the game tomorrow? I don't know. No interceptions or digs. Yep. Yep. I agree 100%. So, all right. Well, uh, from from the podcast, from C. Dizzle and the doc, we want to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. That's right. No and, uh, everybody be thankful for your families. Have a good turkey day. And as always, let's go. Cheers. Cheers. See you next week.